Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Good evening, this is Paul Cooney with Andy Walker and Barry Ferguson. 24 hours after Celtic lost out, they're out of Europe. Yep, they'll play Feyenoord in a couple of weeks' time, but that's for pride more than anything else. Andy, last night, 80, what, five minutes gone? 82 minutes, nil-nil. What did you make of it then when it ended up 2-0 to Lazio? I wasn't really surprised at the outcome. I thought Celtic played okay against an okay team. But it's the Champions League and you need to excel. I don't think Celtic have excelled in any game. They've competed for, you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes in in some games. But they just look like a team, a squad, a club that is geared up to dominate in Scottish football. But, you know, not really interested in trying to do much more in Europe. And Celtic fans, do you feel you are dominating anymore? You're out of the League Cup, you're out of Europe. Okay, one more game to come. There's no European football after Christmas and that was one of the aims of the manager when he came in in the summer, yeah. Andy. Yeah. yeah, it was. He, he was very open about that. But um, And then his post-match comments last night, you, you talk about we need more quality, um, especially up front. But, you know, the idea of Celtic going out to spend £10 million on a player, I just can't see them doing it I, I honestly think they would regard it as a, a false economy it would be a player or maybe two players on exorbitant wages and it might not work out and you look at some of the other teams in the Champions League who are spending hundreds of millions and not really getting anywhere mm. uh, and that's why I say Celtic I, I think are a, a club that are modelled on trying to be dominant domestically but you know, as far as the Champions League is concerned. I mean, you look at the record, Paul, it's woeful. It's a wee bit embarrassing. And um, you don't see it getting much better anytime soon. Yep, 15 games in Europe, no wins. Barry, what did you make of it watching the whole game last night? Yeah, Andy's took the words out my my, my mouth. I thought Lazio were okay. Yeah. I think only one player that kind of stood out was Luis Alberto yeah. in the middle of the pitch. He had a wee bit of quality. But apart from that... Um, I didn't think much of it. So Celtic defensively were, were stronger than I've seen them in a long time in Europe. But going forward, I thought there was a, a real lack of quality. They had a couple of chances. Kyogo flashed one across the, the face yeah. of the goal. Yeah. I thought Yang at the back post has got to at least try and hit the target instead of putting it back in for Kyogo. But overall, once they made the change, Lazio and the quality immobile yeah. coming on, in the two goals, I'm sure Celtic um, will be disappointed. Certainly in the second goal, Skills has got to be stronger, Paul. You've got to be stronger there. Um, the, the, the other thing, Barry, is you can't ask for a, a better group than that when the Champions League is mm -hmm. drawn. You, yeah. I, I thought at the outset, Celtic are real, if Celtic are in top form, I think they can get five, six, maybe even seven points here. And you could either go through to the knockout phase or at the very worst, drop down into the Europa League. But... They've not been at their best in any of the games and for, you know, maybe a, a bit of naivety, maybe a lack of discipline at other times. Um, 
But yes, in general, it's fair to say a lack of quality too. And you listen to Brendan Rodgers after the game. His words were lack of quality. Yeah. They need better mm-hmm. quality players in. So it'll be interesting to see what is going to happen um, from Celtic's point of view, certainly in the transfer market come January the 1st. This was him at full time. In terms of performance, first half, we uh, we, we were too safe with the ball. I felt we kept the ball, but we needed to progress the game uh, that bit more. Um, whilst we were fairly comfortable. Second half, we were much better. Look at progressing the game through the pitch and, and managing the game well. And then we arrive on the, in the ascendancy in the last probably 20 minutes. So we looked like the team that could go on and get the result. But um, we give away two poor goals. You know, the first one, we're, we're, we're in a great position where we've walked the ball up the pitch and then we, we, we lose possession and, uh, and then we never recover our sheet back again. And then um, they get a bit of luck. With uh, with the deflection into uh, Immobile's place, so um, so yeah, so that was that was a tough one to take. So later on, and then obviously uh, we, we've got to be stronger and better in the uh, for the second goal. Andy, the Scots were ever hopeful in Europe. Can they yeah. salvage something at home? Beat uh, Feyenoord and double the points from last year to four. Well, it's a, just a, a great pity that there's no there's no real excitement in that last game. Or of course, you want to finish on a high. You want to finish with a win, but. There's a bit of a disconnect now between the you know various parts of the club and and uh, the supporters. Uh, they're, they're they're not all together, and um, yeah, it's just been a really disappointing European campaign. Given that you can't even go into the last game with anything riding on it, not even the the possibility of dropping into the Europa League. You're you're just playing for for some extra cash and a bit of pride. It's a bit embarrassing, you know, when we all watch the Champions League highlights later and you look at everything. I mean, I don't think they were too hard in Celtic last night. I know the presenter was saying to Neil Lennon, you know, as a lifelong Celtic fan, player, manager, yeah. that, I think, I think she used the word embarrassing. I think Neil seemed to accept yeah. it, you know, not good enough, I think, were Neil's um, words. And I think everyone would say that. I mean, Scotland's champions, when you've played good football... Uh, you look in general at the way Celtic have played football this season, maybe not at the same level as they enjoyed or the supporters enjoyed under Ange Postecoglou, but they made a change with the manager when Ange left and uh, Brendan Rodgers will take a bit of time to put his own um, stamp on this team. And I'm sure he'll, he'll want to do it as quickly as as this window where he, he's looking to add a bit more quality. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? You can speak to Andy and Barry. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Let's go on the lines. It's a Rangers fan first. Uh, Sean is on in Glasgow. Good evening, Sean. See, to be honest, guys, um, see, see about European football, let's be honest, Paul, uh, yep. Paul and Andy and Barry. The Scottish football, we all want to be in the Champions League, but let's be honest, Rangers set up probably the Europa League at best. You might win a, you might have a chance of winning Europa League conference league. Champions League, we're probably going to get embarrassed every week. So we all want to be in the Champions League, um, but really we're not good enough for miles behind that. So, Barry, but, what would you say to that? The money's no, you, there. Yeah, I was just about to say that. You want to be in the Champions yeah. League because you get, what, is it 25, 30 million pound and then you, you put the games on top of that so it can add up. Yeah, Even but more I, next season. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I, I understand Rangers and Celtic are not Champions League quality, but you want to be in that group and at least get in third place for European football after Christmas. And is it possible? You know, people are saying Celtic yeah, did look, good I spells. At, I looked at Celtic's group and yeah. and um, Atletico Madrid, they're a top team. Lazio and Feyenoord are 
okay teams mm. in my eyes so you would be looking at that and thinking right you know what we might not get second but there's a possibility of getting third and unfortunately it's no happened for Celtic Andy when you think back to the final game that was the opening game wasn't it mm-hmm. and it was you know 45 minutes had gone I remember Big yeah. John on the telly saying oh if they can just get in at half time at nil nil well I think the word uh, after that game that Brendan Rodgers used was a bit of naivety uh, and maybe a lack of discipline as well when you're going down to nine men so all of these things uh, do count you maybe look at uh, a couple of injuries when Hatati's not available Um, obviously Celtic got huge money for, for Jota but maybe didn't reinvest at the level that the supporters were hoping for but um I just don't see Celtic... I can see Celtic spending five, six million pounds on a player, uh, maybe even two players of that, but I just don't see them spending nine, ten million pounds on any one player. I just think they can be dominant. I think the idea from everyone else at the club is that we can be dominant without these two players. So they just want to remain successful uh, domestically and maybe the ambition to do better in Europe is not there. But they have been dominant, but are they dominant this season? And I'm looking at you, Barry, because you feel, many Rangers fans feel, well, last Sean, that Rangers can still yeah, win the title. still an opportunity, yeah. Paul. Listen, I would rather be in Celtic's position at this moment in time, yeah. top of the league and, and points ahead with a game in hand. Um, but listen, it's, it's still possible for Rangers and they have got to... Um, keep believing that if they, they start winning games, um, I think what you should see. Back. I think what you should see in January, Barry, is Celtic flexing their financial muscle. Mm-hmm. Rangers, whatever they do, Celtic should be doing more because they have a they have such a, a bigger budget, and that would that would be extraordinary if if Rangers outspent uh, Celtic this coming window. I, I, I can't believe that would happen. I, I think Rangers will do some business. Andy, to what in January? To what extent? What what what's, what level of spending? Oh, in terms of spending, I, I don't know, but I think they will try everything possible to give him a bit of funds to go and bring his own type of player in. Um, I've got no doubt about that. And what areas, Barry? <laughs> but have, have a think. I know you'll you'll know already. <laughs> a striker. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible, but I think you'll be looking at this moment in time. He's still assessing everything, um, but I'm sure he knows where he wants to go and strengthen. And I think they'll try um, to do that in January. Listen, Sean, did you see the Newcastle? Did you see the PSG? Yeah, see, Boris, I watched yeah. the Man City game, so unfortunately, okay. I've never seen the Newcastle yeah. game. Because what I was going to say so was, I well, I want to ask. I heard yeah. something about something. That's right. I want to ask the guys about the penalty at the end. Barry, I mean, what is one 0 Newcastle, and then ninety eighth minute? Yep, ridiculous penalty, decision. Penalty for PSG. When, again, you go back to why? Why was VAR brought in? Mm. It was brought in. We were told to clean up these glaring errors. Yep. There was nothing clear, obvious about the mistake that apparently the the referee had made, and it's just really odd that you get more eyes on it from so many angles. You look at it coming off a different part of the body to go onto his arm that wasn't even outstretched. Mm. It was in a sort of natural motion. It's a truly remarkable decision, but we're seeing more and more of this in VAR, unfortunately. Keep changing the rules, Barry, don't they? They do it, and listen, that that could be a dent to Newcastle mm-hmm. making it into the, the last 16, Paul. Oh, when I watched it, it's, it's just a, it's a joke of a decision. 
Let's talk Rangers, Sean, for a moment. What about Ross yeah, McCausland? How, ple- how pleased are you that he's signed for the next few years? Well, I, I'm very happy he's signed. I think he's got to be a player for the future. Fingers crossed, Rangers can keep him. And then if Rangers do need to sell him, hopefully we don't need to sell him the more. But if we need to sell him, uh, we'll make a chunk of money. But see, Morris, next, this season, see, um, I hope Rangers go far in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. I think Rangers have got to qualify for the Europa League. Let's be honest. Rangers yeah. will probably win about 3-0, yeah. 4-1 tomorrow. Uh, so we'll probably be in the Europa League or Conference League. We, we might not win the Europa League. We might not win the Conference League. But we'll probably be in Europe for uh, the only team in Scotland to be in Europe. But... I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the season. Okay. I think Clermont's got to come good with Rangers okay. in the next two years if the board back them. But I think the board need to back them. Oh, because let's be honest. But and I'll say that to Barry and that and yep. Paul Paul yourself. See if Rangers go through another manager. Mm-hmm. We need to sometimes look at. We can't keep changing managers like Man United do. Sometimes we need to actually look at the, um, the Rangers board and basically like the Man United board. Sacking managers is probably, you need to look at uh, tap it, sure. people at that, the tap. It's not on the agenda just now, but you're right. If it was to change this season again, but Barry, there's no indication that that will be the case. No, that, yeah. listen, I've yeah. been impressed since he's come in. Listen, it was yeah. a, a bit of a knock from and I'm sure he was frustrated in, in Sunday with the, the result. I thought the performance after the first 15 minutes was really good. Um, they just couldn't get that their goals early enough to, to come back down the road with three points. But in terms of Ross McCausland, absolute delighted. I love seeing somebody come through the system, Paul. He brings a real freshness. He's energetic. He's really positive. I was at his debut against Livingston. His yeah. full debut, and I was um, so impressed by him. I like him. Um, and now it's all about I'm going away working hard and cementing a place and that's starting a living What were you thinking after Sunday? I know you and I were on with Mark on Monday night there's been a lot <laughs> of chat a lot of messages coming in saying yeah. but ultimately Rangers didn't win and yeah. I know the story mm-hmm. uh, but there's been a real controversy uh, people saying yeah Rangers they didn't what's the scoreline 1-1? Well when your fiercest rivals drop two points yeah. a day before you want to go up there and, and make sure you get the two points um back for for yourself it was just that listen as I said Paul the first 15 minutes was as bad as I've seen Rangers they were a yard off Aberdeen when Majofsky scored that goal it kind of woke them up a bit and they get closer they dominated the game but ultimately they dropped two points which um, he was he wasn't happy about Andy eventful weekend we haven't seen you since Celtic dropped points at home to Motherwell you didn't expect it Barry didn't nobody no. did and then Rangers I think people thought would win at Pataudry no and again if if you want my take on VAR I don't think it was a penalty for Celtic the, the shirt pull and I don't think it was a penalty for Rangers I think when you look at I think when you look at listen I've got no problem I've said this many times I've got no problem with anyone trying to win a penalty the first thing I would do to a teammate that did that I would shake his hand in the dressing room well done so anyone that wants to call you a cheat fire on but if you're winning a penalty I mean when I did it in my day there was only one set of eyes on you now I I still go to games every week and I see jerseys being pulled I see two arms round someone's waist nothing's given for it I think what Sunday shows you is you're actually saying to players keep doing it you should get a penalty if they're giving it um, after you know looking at it from so many angles 
Just when your shirt is pulled, just go down. But is the message not don't pull the shirt for the defenders? If you pull a shirt from someone who's running away from you, you don't fall forward. So to fall forward, you're you're trying to show someone that you've been fouled. Uh, I think this happens at so many corner kicks, pretty much every game that I've been to. And the message must be, I mean, if I was a coach, if I was a manager, you get your jersey uh, tugged, you make sure you go down in the box. The chances are, if they're looking at it again with VAR, they'll give you it. And I thought VAR was going to do away with this... uh, you know, simulation uh, problem that was apparently there. Barry, what would you say? Andy thinks that Celtic shouldn't have had a penalty, nor should oh, Rangers. Oh, sorry, I yeah. just kicked him. Yeah. Sorry, I was supposed to try to he kick didn't Andy. Kick Andy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought both of them were penalties. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the, the Rangers one, Golson gets away for the Aberdeen player because there's a block by Lammers. Now, blocking happens, Andy will tell you, that's part of it. You do that when you're, you're doing set pieces. He loses Golson, and that's the reason why he goes to he goes to sorry pull his shirt and when as soon as Golson feels that he goes to the floor and the referee gives a, a penalty in my eyes it was a penalty I've, and so was the, the Celtic one I've seen so many jerseys being pulled in so many games that I've been to and but they're not given as penalties and it's just bizarre. I just think the whole VAR uh, issue has been really odd it's um, they've sold us a dummy completely on that who calls, say, check this for VAR then, who saw it? I asked Barry on Monday, did you see the push? Well, uh, the, they, pull, they, the pull of the jersey, well, they, and you they, did? Yeah. They look at every incident uh, in the, in the okay. box. Sometimes so they're looking at them automatically? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes they the look at is, it quickly, sometimes yeah. they, they they ask to, to yeah. wait, and they look at it a bit longer. Yeah. The, the, the referee has got a brilliant view of it, and I think it's is it Andrew Dallas that was on VAR. It was. He tells yeah. him to go and have a look. Well, I, 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 when I seen it, I thought there was... An incident happening, I didn't see it as clear as when obviously you have still pictures and they slow it right down. So that's when the referees went to the the monitor I, I, and decided. I still, I still think that's a mistake to go over to the monitor and you're seeing a still image. Everything looks much worse with a still image. Everything looks um, much worse in, in slow motion. And I don't know. It's just, uh, it's very odd. One minute we're saying scrap it and then we hear them meeting yesterday even um, some of the tackles, Kahuna, but when they I, put some yeah. of the stills, what was it? It was Maeda. Uh, yeah. The one with Maeda. Right. And he goes up and he sees the still. Yeah. The first picture the referee sees is a still picture of, of Maeda's studs mm-hmm. yep. um, attacking the, the Atletico Madrid. Yep. I think it was his shin. And, yeah. um, but in real play, for me, that was never a red card. That was a yeah. At most. Well, he gave a yellow, a, Barry. I mean, so what? effectively what you're getting is a different opinion. Yeah. And as Ange Postacoglu was saying in England a few weeks ago, you're just eroding the authority of uh, the referee. He saw it and he thought it was worth a yellow, but someone else's opinion, if it's someone else's opinion, the game's been re-refereed. We were we were told uh, VAR will clear up these glaring errors and everyone will think, oh God, of course, of course you should change that. That's what VAR's for. Uh, so many incidents now that is not what VAR is for being so forensic Andy 2-0 last minute of the game Celtic get a penalty last night in the Stadio Olimpico it takes forever to check it Big John thought it was John Hartson oh, in commentary I, I, what did you feel? I thought it was a million miles from being anywhere near a penalty 
And if you're looking at it again, it should have been cleared up almost immediately. It was it was another nonsense. Not a push. That, that, that is the problem, how long that took mm. to give the decision and then send the referee over to the monitor. What was that? Two and a half, three yeah. minutes? And he stood by his guns for a while, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He was not for it, but he was yeah. hectored by the Italian players. Uh, Roll on the introduction of yeah. uh, sin bins. Eh? Exactly, yeah. And uh, we'll talk the, about that the, later. the interference yeah. that you'll yeah. get, the interpretation of that. My goodness. How long do you think the games will be? 120, 30 <laughs> minutes? Any any uh, more bids? 140 last, last minutes? time I seen sin yeah. bins in football was the tenant sixes. Of course. You were in it, weren't you? And oh, I, uh, that was back in the day. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Jingham. <laughs> that was even before my time. Was it? Oh, but crikey. no, listen. Used to commentate on it. Yeah. Well, Oh, I, I was at a game last night <laughs> Hull Rotherham Honestly It's so refreshing To go to a game no Decisions bad. are made Great. Instantly It's magic You in Hull last night So was, was Donny Osmond So yeah. was Donny Osmond I think he might have been At the Donny Osmond concert What do you reckon <laughs> Yeah And they called it uh, 08, 08 <laughs> 17 17 700 Is there any point anyway Because VAR Or the authorities I mean what happens last night You know PSG Get that decision so late At home but, you, you know do Andy's wonder, made a you? good point I, I was down watching my son um, A couple yeah. of weeks ago I know it's lower league yeah. In England But we know VAR It's just refreshing to see yeah. Things happen And then the referee Obviously makes a decision himself With his Obviously Two linesmen mm-hmm. Or assistant referee Sorry you've got to call I, them now I think Barry just we've we've got an obsession now. We, we need to get everything right, and I don't think you do. Football is better with a referee making a, yeah. a, a really good, strong, firm referee making good decisions. See, the VAR man has been dropped. Yeah, for, I've seen that for tonight. Man, so he should have. This is from the PSG game. Been. Yeah, he was due to travel somewhere else and officiate tonight. I see, uh, Man United are in hell. Apparently, remember Galatasaray <laughs> said that years ago. Welcome yeah. to hell. So it's Galatasaray Man United. Aye, what was it? I remember you said. Yeah, yeah. A long walk. It was a a long, narrow, mm-hmm. dark tunnel up to the. <laughs> the scary. The pitch. Yeah, and when you're walking up the stairs, that yeah, the noise, mm. the noise was deafening. What do you think about? You said, "Go, mummy, daddy, help me." No. <laughs> Sorry, you're the Rangers captain at the time. Seriously, what did you do? See, when it's mayhem, you're only human. What do you do? Mentally. I think when you're playing the Celtic Rangers game, it can can compare it. Yeah, again, listen, it was, it's different to see different atmospheres in different countries, but it it doesn't compare to an old firm game. Did it ever make you scared though? I'm just thinking of being in Turkey. I've I've never been, (laughs) Madhouse, never will be, I would imagine. Listen, I just wondered. It's different, Mm. let's be honest. I told you, the the no, the scariest, the the most intimidating one was Palak Salonika and Greece. That was um, that was pretty wild. Just just the noise or the the fans behaving. Just the fans. I mean, fans. it's the first yep. stadium I've been in, and no, normally get a game an hour and a half before. Yep. The the stadium was full. Yet again last night, Celtic fans. It happens too often now with travelling fans, Rangers fans abroad, were left outside. We hear read about it this morning and didn't get in until late. Good the treatment of the fans abroad is not good. Yeah. Really not good. If you're there last night, give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and bespoke quote, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go. It's the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. 
Wednesday evening I was going to say Thursday but tomorrow night it's going to be Rangers in action against Aris Limassol we're going to hear from Philippe Clemong in just a moment or two he's been speaking to the media ahead of the game last night Celtic losing 2-0 it was the late show for the substitute Immobile what a player Andy isn't he is he 33 now but over 200 goals yeah exactly he's been doing it for years and absolute quality and I loved his second goal because there's there's not many players that would think that might just fall uh, into an area where he would it's only a it's only a couple of yards but he will have done that so often and those goals are great to score. The manager afterwards said Celtic is obvious need more quality. Nah, listen, I just think it's I think the well tonight in terms of laps of country we, we we give the ball away and then obviously we I think we trace it back to the 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 guy coming on the inside a little bit of luck has gone against us but I think it's the overall quality at the level I think we need to have uh, our very best players available going into this competition and uh, and also have an added quality that that's what makes the difference I think these players here have been competitive in every game but what makes the difference is is uh, is that little bit of experience and, and and genuine quality especially at the top end of the field so. Um, so that's hopefully something that we can uh, uh, look to resolve over the, the couple of windows. Andy, Barry, do you think it's injuries the problem or do you think the squad is too thin? The squad's too thin for Champions League level. I think that has been proven over the, the five games that Celtic have played. Uh, I think they have uh, competed, but n- not for 90 minutes. And then you just in general, you look at the model of the club, you, you bring a... Look at Liam Scales. There's someone who I think has excelled uh, this season. We're, we're on, not even halfway through the season. But if someone was to come in with a big offer, Celtic would sell. That is what they you have think, been... Yeah. yeah, they've been doing it for, for years. And that is what has made them successful in Scotland. And that's why I think, um, you know, you could go and sign someone like Matt O'Reilly for relatively little. How, how, how much was he? 1.5. I was going to say a couple of yeah. million but if you get an offer for him I would be amazed yeah. if they sold him in, in January but he'll be the next one to go because that is the way that Celtic operate and then they'll look to get someone else of, of a similar uh, potential in. and you're trying to build a team to compete in Europe but when you're always selling your, your, your players who are developing at your club when you're selling them uh, for big bucks you're, you're not going to make an impact in Europe Barry, what do you think on that? Celtic and quality and, and where yeah, they are? Well, I think the three players that spring to mind, Hitati and, and Media, who for me, if they're fit, they're 100% starters. Abada it was in and out before he's, he's obviously his in, injury. Um, I think any team will miss that um, type of quality. Um, but it'll be interesting that Andy makes, makes a good point there. And Matt O'Reilly, who's been probably the best Celtic player this season, what happens if somebody comes in with a £10 million offer? in January did he go and sell him did he go amazed, and replace him I'd be amazed if he did it in um, in January but I wouldn't be at all surprised if he did it next summer because I, I think clubs will be looking at him listen he never had the best of nights last night but I think overall he has been a strong contender for Celtic's best player this season 
And Leeds were in for him during the summer, 10 million or so, but apparently he didn't want to go. He wanted to stay and play this season and he's had a bigger contract since then, but he will go in time. But no, imagine in January if the if the gap is five points or three points or level with Rangers. You surely, you surely can't sell him in, in January yeah. when things are a bit tight. I still maintain um, both squads have got every player fitting well. I still think Celtic have got... I've got more to offer. I still think under Brendan Rodgers they will they will improve. But um just the the European football challenge has just been a huge disappointment to Celtic supporters, not just this season, but over the last number of years. Regan, big Celtic fan is on. Good evening, Regan. Paul, it's good going. Thank you for having me. Good to hear you. What did you feel last night? What's your thoughts on it? Um, I felt it was a a pretty boring game to watch, Paul. Um, I thought I didn't think Celtic agree too much, but I didn't think Lazio agree too much. I, I felt Celtic was really quite uh, doing quite well on the ball, but I felt they didn't really agree too much. And this is what I was saying last week when I was on about uh, maybe they're, they're uh, being too reliable on Kyogo. That there needs to be someone else to chip in with the goals. I think it was a sad indictment, Paul, that you've got players like Mikey Johnson coming on in Europe. You know, no disrespect to these guys, but you you just know them that they're not good enough yeah. um, to make an impact in Europe. And I think it's a bit of a shame. I, I heard you guys talking there about uh, should Celtics uh, be looking for 10 million quid for not really in January. Well, I'm telling you, there, there was no way that Brendan Rodgers will let Matt really go in January. Absolutely no way. Um, because this squad is not good enough. I, uh, at the moment to win the league N- yeah. never mind with what we think now or anyway and I think I think the Celtic bo- so the, the Celtic board for me at the moment I've got the attitude if we can just be, be a little bit better than Rangers then that'll do it and to me that's not a good attitude as you guys are saying um, Celtic are becoming a bit of a, a, bit of a laughing stock in Europe and it's it's no good for the game either Paul I, I, I mean, uh, people can talk about the finances and stuff like that, but but I think I think when you look at the the, the transfer record of Mark Mark Lobel mm-hmm. for the past two or three windows, I think it's been a, I don't think it's been very good. I mean, look at yeah. uh, Kobayashi, Bernabe, O, um, yeah. Yeah, sure. There's so many. Yep, I take um, the point, Andy. Well, let let me ask the guys. What do you feel on that? Well, He's made some great points there. Yeah, Regan yeah. is not the only one who thinks that uh, Celtic just want to be, you know, better than Rangers domestically, and it's maybe a bigger discussion on the ambition of the club and what they want to spend, how far they can go. Um, I think they can do better in Europe. That has to be the goal. That was what Brendan Rodgers said when he arrived at the club. Maybe that was the um, that was the real carrot to bring him back. I've got to say, I was really surprised that Brendan Rodgers came back to Scottish football after dominating uh, Scottish football the way he did in his previous uh, tenure. And I, uh, and I don't blame him for, for going to Leicester when he had a, a fallout with, uh, with the board. So um, it's just a, it's a really strange setup. I mean, I've got a lot of family, friends who go to games. Uh, they were so excited last season, maybe just by the the quality of play they saw, the pace of the game, the amount of passing, the amount of goals. It's a bit slower this time round. It's a bit more, a few touches, it's a bit more possession-based and it's not as exciting as it was last season. Uh, some of that is down to injury, some of it is down to the fact that 
you know, your your flair player, your your big star player, uh, Jota, he's he's not there and they've lost so much there. Some of the sparkle's gone at the moment, Barry. Yeah, that was the word it I was has, looking for. The sparkle's the, gone. Uh, uh, he, he was he yeah. was a difference maker in the final third. Uh, there, there is no doubt about that. But in terms of Regan mentioned Kyogo, I, I thought he was so isolated mm. last night, and he, he cuts a frustrated figure at this moment in time. I think he's the type of guy that needs people round about him. I thought he was doing a lot of running just for the sake of, of running, but he was trying to make things happen where. He was up against two centre-backs that were just playing it and the two holding midfielders were coming in and making it four against one at times. So um, he's he's not at the same level, but I think it's just the way that Celtic have played. And I was going to say that it's a total different way for last season. It was all hell for leather. It was 100 mile an hour. High energy football this year. It's really keeping possession of the ball in two and three touches at a time. And it's clicked on some occasions, but not enough. The Aberdeen game, for example, a few weeks ago. Uh, Regan, let's hear a wee bit more from the manager last night at full time. Well, it clearly is, yeah, but we're disappointed that was the aim. I think, sadly for us, over the course of all the games, we've um, we've been hampered with our squad and availability, which at this level, for us, we need to, at, at very minimum, have our best players available. But I have to commend the, player, the players that have been playing. They've given everything. I think the game was very competitive right the way through and like I said we we were given everything to that just sadly we we conceded the two goals but um, but effort commitment was was there from the players so um, so yeah disappointing not to have of European football like what we wanted but uh, but we go into the the last game now and uh, see if we can finish uh, with our hairs points total than last season and you'll be there Regan in a couple of weeks time you'll be there for Feyenoord what would you say to the team and to the club to give you a night to remember? Well, I think Paul, uh, like Brendan says, they can go out with a high and they can do well. But uh, yeah, um, I just hope that they can that they can um, do well because I don't want to go along on uh, two weeks on Wednesday and not to be a happy empty stadium. I'd like to see the majority of fans there and. Uh, cheer on the boys and do well because I think they've they've done well. I just think the Mark Lowell's recruitment of players has not been very good, and that's what it boils down to. Um, I've got one final point for you guys, and I don't know I don't know what it is, but seeing all the a lot of the matches that I'm watching at the moment, I just feel like you're you're watching and see if Celtic don't score an early goal. You just don't see them uh, being able to score. I mean, I watched them against um, St. Johnson, against Motherwell, yeah. even against um, Aberdeen. They, 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 they don't look as if they could... I mean, that the, the the match against Motherwell on Saturday, yeah. I mean, they could have played, I mean, they could have played until next, next Tuesday and no score. Yeah. Yeah, eighty-one percent. Yeah, you're you're, so, you're looking at you're looking at games that they've dominated. I'm I'm thinking about Hibs. I'm thinking about St Johnston, where it was a blank on both occasions. You look at Motherwell at the weekend again. You dominate possession, but you don't score from open play. You score by a penalty. You miss another penalty. That's a problem. Yeah. You know they missed mm. far too many penalties. Um, the stupid run up from Palmer and all that stuff. <laughs> Forget all that. Just <laughs> oh, go and. Yeah. Barry, so, how would you take a penalty? Yeah. I know. Sorry, I'm coming back. Just run yeah. up. 
yeah. close my eyes yeah. and blast it. I know Tavernier oh, does do that, that wee that rain dance that he does, but it yeah. usually works from him. Any penalty, penalty that ends up in yeah. the back of the net is a good one, yeah, okay. no matter. Sorry, Andy, I jumped in. Struck. No, yeah. I'm just. Um, I think that's one of the problems the supporters are having. They're not. Yeah. They're maybe not seeing that fast, free-flowing, attacking football that got them on the edge of their seats um, under Ange Postecoglou last season. But um, this is a new look team, and uh, I'm. I'm imagining Brendan Rodgers will want to make a, a big stamp on this team in, in January. And when you're saying all this, you'd think Celtic would be sitting second in the league, you know, five, eight yeah. points behind. They're still very much in front. And I think that tells you a wee bit about Rangers as well. They've maybe not got the quality that Celtic have. And Celtic have not been at their best. What should they have done? Andy, I know you went at that game because I'm no tactician, but what should they be doing then? Or what would Ange Postacoglu have done that would be different if you've got 80%... Uh, see, see the difference I see yeah. for Celtic of last season mm -hmm. to now is there was, there was runners, there was people breaking the line, people going forward, running forward. I see everybody behind the ball and just keeping it. Yep. And listen, uh, two players that were mentioned, Abad and Maeda, what are they? They like to run forward. And I think the two guys that were playing at the weekend against Mother, Palma and Yang, like to come and come inside. As the guys that I mentioned, Maeda and Yang, eh, Maeda and Abada, just want to go now outside their fullback and get to the byline and cross it in. I think that's what they're missing. I mean, some of the football I've seen from Celtic that's been the best of the season has been in the Champions League. The goals they've scored, the link up play with, with uh, O'Reilly and Kyogo. I mean, even oh, yeah. some of the guys watching the European football down south, that, that's the best goal in Europe that we've seen. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what Celtic are capable of. But you look at the game against Mother at the weekend, totally dominant in possession, but it just not got that real cutting edge, that real end product that uh, they had last season. You had the Celtic fans singing last night on the telly, you know, just ahead of the goal. So there were three and a half thousand of them. It wasn't the same at the weekend. Obviously, there's no Green Brigade there. They bring some good things, some things that the club don't want to see. But you can't deny that it's not the same atmosphere at the moment, Andy, at, at Parkhead. No. no, it's not. And there's a bit of a disconnect. I don't yeah. know what dialogue is going on behind the scenes yeah. to, to try and resolve that. But um, I think sometimes the players can do more because... If you're playing sparkling football, it gets the fans on the edge of their seats, it gets them singing, it gets them excited. So the, the players can do a bit more as well. Regan, thanks for the call. Quick break and then we're back. You know the number. And next up, Philippe Clement. The update for Rangers for tomorrow. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! Champions League night two of Match day five in the tournament, Galatasaray against Man United. You've played over there, Barry, maybe not in that stadium, but Man United, it's been a dreadful campaign for them. And yet now in the league, they're now back up challenging. Yeah, yeah. but they need to get a result yep. tonight, Paul, if they want to try and progress into the, the last 16. So you would, you would expect Man, uh, Man United to come away with something. There's still, you look at their starting 11, there's still a lot of quality in there. Um, but there's just, there's something no right at Manchester United I don't know people use excuses with the owners that that shouldn't affect on the, the playing field but we'll see how they go tonight but if you look at as I said they're starting 11 there's still real quality in there 
including Scott McTominay, of course, will be on yep. Scotland Watch between now and the summer. Andy, you going to say a quick word? Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say about the stadium. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know Barry yeah. played at the old one, but this one just looks fantastic. Amazing. The way you yeah. love it, right up next to the touchline, close behind the goal, and a great atmosphere there. Rangers will have a great atmosphere tomorrow night for Aris Limassol in town. Here's Philippe Clement speaking just a short time ago. What's the injury update? Yeah, there are a few players out because they're not on the list. So not not so nice thing to say, but I need to repeat it every time because there are, those are players who already did good things last couple of weeks. For the rest, doesn't change too much. So uh, Raskin will not be back yet. Ryan Jack will not be back yet. Scott Wright, it's a doubt. He's been sick, but he's also been struggling a little bit uh, muscular. So we're going to see if he's in the selection or not tomorrow. Barry? Right, struggling. He's, yeah, but I was just about to say he's clearly not happy with the selections that were made for the European games. Yeah. Um, you can hear that in his his voice there. There's a few injuries still. Ryan Jack out, who I thought I thought was a miss, but saying that I thought Sifuentes did okay. Who, who, who um, should Sunday. who should be on the squad and who shouldn't? Who, what, I would what have Balligan. You would have Balligan in, yeah. and yeah. who would be? But out? Probably Balligan. I, I really like Balligan. I like him. He's aggressive. No nonsense defender, good experience, Andy. So that there was. So who would you take out? Another defender or a midfielder or? Yeah, um, I would replace him with. Yeah, who, who's, in another... the, who's in it? Who's in it? You've got Ben Davis. Other. You've got John Suter. Um, yeah. I, I don't actually know how they are injured. Well, clearly they're they're in the squad tomorrow night. But in terms of match fitness, I don't think they're going to be at the same level as Golston and, and Balligan. Yilmaz, would he be in it if you could do it again? You could make the choice. Um, yeah, look, look, Barisic has been a bit. It's been a bit up and down that this season. Again, he did he, he did okay in in Sunday, um, but that was a big money signing. Um, what was that? Five million pound, yeah. and you leave him out the the European squad, which is surprising. When I looked at that back four, and when was that Sunday? Yeah. Sunday yeah. Aberdeen Rangers, mm-hmm. and it was Tavernier, Goldson, Balogun, Barisic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that that's been going on for. I'd say at least three years. Yeah. Balligan uh, left for a year, but yeah, of course, I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. But it's the it's the same back four when you've in my opinion, you've if you've got John a... John Suter, but the the problem John Suter picks up niggly injuries. I really like John Suter, but listen, Balligan um, is a brilliant backup, and I was surprised when when Rangers decided to to let him go his contract. He went down to QPR and obviously come back in the summer. It's a strange one. How are you feeling about tomorrow night? Confident? Uh, yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought they were really average. Yeah. Aris Limassol um, I know they beat Rangers over there but Rangers were in were having a bad time of it but that's still no excuse it wasn't good enough but I fully expect Rangers to win pretty convincingly tomorrow night Here's the manager about the squad in general How long am I here now? Five weeks? It's still five weeks at least until uh, January so I'm all, only halfway that journey to really make good decisions around that There are a few players that I even didn't see yet on the pitch to play games or who train two or three times in these five weeks. So to make a clear opinion about all the squads, it's not realistic to to do it now for the moment. Of course, we have ideas and we talked about that and we are looking at things as a club because there's also quite an unbalance in the squad that in some positions you have a lot of players and some not. So those are things to... To look, to look towards for uh, for January, and the rest 
it's going to be very interesting these next five weeks how all the players will perform. Now we all say he doesn't give too much away, but he has given a few clues. He's not happy about the squad, you know, for Europe. I think they're top heavy yep. in certain positions, mm-hmm. and he's made that clear there that that's Up something. Front. Yep. yep. And the forward there is that's something that he clearly has to look at if he's wanting to bring in. I would imagine there will be a there'll not be huge amounts of money, but I'm sure the board will make some available or try and make some available. But I think that means he'll need to maybe shift a mm-hmm. a couple of players in the forward areas because I, I do really think they are. They've got a lot of similar players in certain areas. And that's something that he clearly thinks he needs to change. It's going to be hard to lose some of the players, though, to get them to move. Say Deserts, for example. The the problem you've got, Paul, they're on three or four-year contracts and high salaries. And when you give a player that, he's got every right to say, no, I don't want to move. I want to stay. The player's going to be in control. I'll honour my contract Mm -hmm. that you gave me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you can understand. Qualification, here's the manager. Yeah, of course. If... uh, you can qualify with still one game to play. It's it's a big thing. There's not many teams in Europe who can qualify already now. So it's a big thing if you can do that. But we know we still have two games to do that. But we're going to grab it with two hands to, to try to do it tomorrow evening. No, with three hands because I expect the hand of the fans also. Ross McCausland signed a new long-term deal. Here's the manager. Yeah, clearly I'm happy about that. Uh, I talked about that the last couple of weeks. I think um, it's a young talent. Comes out of academy here. He's a fan of Rangers. Um, all his family is. He did good things uh, in the minutes he played. He works hard in training. It's somebody who wants to become better. He made a good international uh, debut. So... It's an important thing. It's also, I think, an important signal as a club also that a player who was really popular on the market, that who wants to stay here and that he stays here. And uh, I think he will have a bright future here if he continues what he's been doing until now. Andy, what do you see in Ross McCausland? I know there's a lot to see. What do you Yeah, feel? just like Barry, I love the fact that someone can go and sign for their, their boyhood club. And I, I think it's also a good message for your coaches. Um, who have developed um, this player. Obviously, he's got a good attitude. He wants to learn. Um, and that's what you want at every club. I mean, you, you only have to look at Celtic's captain, Callum McGregor, who came through the system. There was a time very early on when he went out to North County on loan. He was there with Jack Grealish, I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is remarkable when you see how they've, they've both developed. But every club wants to see that and uh, I, I love seeing anyone uh, who's got that willingness to, to work and to learn and to listen. And uh, it's a great move for him, great move for Rangers, and you want to see that at every club. Familiar story, boyhood, boyhood Rangers fan. Yeah, How does he become a legend? Yeah, but just first yeah. and foremost, it's very encouraging when you hear that his attitude is, is top class, and that's what you, what you want to hear from yeah. a, a young player trying to develop in the game. He, he's... Um, that's what I'm saying. He wants to do extra. He wants to learn. He'll listen. Um, and what's what I've seen of him, Paul, I've been I've been really imp- uh, impressed by him. The attitude's key for me. He's got the ability, but his attitude seems to be spot on, and that's what you want to hear for and a I, young kid. I think he'll get stronger. I think with more games, he'll become a bit more intelligent. Uh, he'll learn the game a bit more, and uh, you know he'll, he'll he'll grow a bit as well. And uh, all these things are. are I mean, people, when you look at a wide player, he is a, yeah. an out-and-out wide player. 
everybody looks what he does going forward and what he does going forward is is very positive I love it but the bit that impressed me at Livingston was the work he was doing in back the way he was back helping his full back Tavernier um, and he was sometimes beyond them making tackles and I love to see that in a young player very enthusiastic uh, enthusiastic energetic but listen he's got, he's got um, real potential to be a a big Rangers player because so many players come you see great potential and it doesn't really well happen. I was just going yeah. to ask Barry do you think he'll play more often than not do you think he'll play yeah I think in I, big I, games I think like Rangers, on the door. Rangers have got a cup final coming up will he be a a starter I think he's champ on the door yeah Andy yeah I was surprised that he didn't start yeah at the weekend um, but listen he's uh, he certainly got all the attributes in my eyes to become a regular Rangers player certainly is Man United we, we wait to see if it's given but it looks as though they've gone one up <laughs> I mean you hesitate because we're going yeah, into the yeah. news now they haven't even put it up yet <laughs> it's a few moments ago United have scored well it was Garnacho, um I mean it wasn't in yeah. like his remarkable <laughs> overhead yeah. kick at, at the weekend but he was at the All back right. post and he, he's given Man United yeah. the lead he must have scored an overhead kick in your time he, he must yeah have. nothing like that I, I scored an right. overhead kick but the best I've seen is Gareth Bales because it's a Champions sure. League winner. Mm -hmm. So he's deflecting away there, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is a wee bit. A wee ah, bit modest. Like, we'll last you an hour too because it's right. the news. Man United <laughs> are one up. We're back after this. Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. Hour two of the Go Radio Football Show, 0808 17 17 700. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Andy Walker as Man United go two up, Barry, against Galatasaray. What a start. Yeah, I mean, what a strike from Bruno Fernandes. He's been coming in for a bit of criticism, um, Paul, since he's took over the, the captaincy, but um, what a finish that has shown his quality there. Andy Celtic being linked with a Portuguese, can play left back or left wing. 22-year-old Thiago Arroja, Arrojo, Esterly plays in the Premier League over there, around £4 million. There's yeah. going to be some signings. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Whether it's him or, or, or someone else at that level, I'm sure Celtic will make a, a significant signing or two in January. I think just in general, the, the club needs a bit of a lift. The supporters need a bit of a lift. No better way to, to do that than by you know spending a bit of money that they've got and getting some exciting players in the door. Here's Gary from the Gorbals. And Gary, what a night for you last night. We'll talk Celtic first, but we know you're a Newcastle fan as well. Good evening. How are you doing, Paul? Evening, lads. Yeah, good, thank you. Hey, Gary. Gary, what are you thinking, first of all, about Celtic? Where where, where, where can you take this conversation? I mean, to be fair, I, 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 it's not often that you, you go into Champions League games not expecting to get anything out of the game, but that was the, that was the case last night after watching us in the Champions League this year. You know, lack of investment, real investment. I mean, to be fair, Liam Scales uh, has had a great season so far. But, you know, players like him and Greg Taylor, uh, David Turnbull, etc., I don't believe should be in a Champions League matchday squad. I believe you need better players, more kind of European-class players that can take you to the next level. And I don't believe 
I believe that that's where we're kind of going wrong. Um, but obviously just lack of investment. And, you know, it's exhausting watching Celtic at the moment because it seems like the fans are pulling in different directions. You know, too busy getting involved in things that don't really, shouldn't really matter in the day-to-day running of the club. You know, chance of, you know, sack the board and all the rest of it. But my, my opinion on that is, if you get the board sacked, who comes in? Nobody seems to be thinking of that. So, yeah. as I say, I just want to see his pull in the right direction because we're eight points clear, you know, still in the Scottish Cup, so and obviously not in Europe anymore, but we can fully focus on domestic matters now. Well, I know what the board will tell you, Gary. They spent 20-odd million. I know that they brought in a bit more with that remarkable sale of uh, Jota. Um, yeah. They'll tell you there was uh, investment. And I think what Brendan Rodgers is looking for is is a bit more. And I think, you know, just that level of excitement that Celtic supporters felt last season, it's been gone a wee bit. They've, they've lost it and they need to get it back because it's the it's the best way to go and watch your football when you're anticipating a team that you know are going to play fast, attacking, free-flowing, one-touch stuff that, that Celtic were so capable of uh, last year. And, and you know, I'm, and, and you know the, the other thing, Paul, is I'm yeah. saying Celtic need a lift. I, I really believe that. But they're top of the league. Yeah. I know they've gone out of the, the League Cup. Mm-hmm. Scottish Cup is still to kick off. But I still think Celtic are good enough and will get better um, under Brendan Rodgers. And, and especially if they get a couple of good players in, in the January window. Gary, you mentioned some players there that you thought shouldn't be playing Champions League. What about Yang and Bernardo? who probably wouldn't have been playing but for injuries. But how did they do for you? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen Yang kind of play better for us, to be honest. Um, but I thought Bernardo really shone last night, you know, in a, in a team where we didn't get a lot of the ball, we didn't get a lot of action in front of goal. The, the shots that we did have on target, you know, they were very powder puff kind of thing. Um, I mean, I could have saved most of the third chain, but it's just, as I say, that, you know, I know Andy's insane, saying that the board will say we've spent 20-odd million and that is investment, but you look at the players that we haven't seen hiding their hair of, you know, like Quan, uh, Marco Tilio, uh players like that, Nat Phillips, you know, I know he didn't cost anything, but, you know, he's he's came up and you've seen glimpses of him here and there, but, and I know what, well, we've got injury worries with Hitati and Maida especially, Carter Vickers has been out most of the season and who knows, when the players come back, we might kick on. But as I say, I just feel like, you know, we're going to, to one extreme to another where we're either coasting games that you think are tough and then dropping points at home to Motherwell. I mean, you're, you know, you're not, it's it's not your God-given right to beat anybody, you know, 11 against 11 at the end of the day. But realistically, you should be still getting the chances against uh, teams at home in the Premier League. Is there a scenario where if Rangers had won on Sunday, Celtic would say, we need to spend money wisely to bolster this squad? The danger for you is that you end up thinking, oh, eight points clear. I know Rangers have a game in hand, but you know it's going to be okay. But it might not be. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it as well, you know, Rangers have obviously got a game in hand, which is against St. Johnson at home. If you're counting that as a win, then it cuts it down to five. Then they lose another game because of the, the via play cup final that we play Hearts at, at home in the Saturday, so we could then possibly go further clear. Then you've got the Derby game, so you know it could end up looking quite rosy in January, which may force the board 
to go, do you know what, we don't actually need to invest that much kind of thing. But the the board should be investing heavily in January because I think they've almost duped the fans into, you know, this whole Brendan Rodgers came in and he said that, you know, he was going to make a mark in the Champions League, he was going to get investment. I just don't think most of the players that he brought in were probably his kind of players. Barry, do you feel the players are his I'll kind of players? I'll be very surprised if, if Celtic don't make a, a number of signings, if they don't spend a bit of money in January. Just for listening to Brendan Rodgers, I think he's identified and it's clear that the Celtic fans as well want to see a bit more um, quality. So I would be I would be shocked. And and again, look, people say January window's no a, a great window, but I think Celtic need to bring in a, a bit of quality. It worked a few years ago for Ange Postecoglou. Yeah, he made the January window so significant because without those players maybe Celtic wouldn't have gone on to I mean, look at the overtake players, Rangers Andy, and, yeah. Matt O'Reilly Maeda and Hitati yeah and they, they made a massive impact sure. I'm absolutely convinced Celtic will have a number of targets whether they get their, their number one mm. uh, target uh, targets remain to be seen but I think at the level they're, they're spending three, four, five million maybe mm. they've certainly got the money for sure and obviously there'll be for next season you would imagine another goalkeeper I'm not saying Joe Hart won't be yeah. there, but there's no contract it, yet for him. He's out of contract, yeah. Joe, in the summer. Now, he may well be there next year. Yeah. I'm just and trying to think where. Yeah, full-back position. Maybe the full-back position, position. Maybe just in general, you could have uh, yeah. someone a bit more physical. You know, a, a, you know, a bit more running power. I don't know. Um, certainly a, a, another striker. But, I mean, that that's... This is all in the making for for Brendan Rodgers. He must have been given some sort of assurance after the way he left the club last time around that you know they wouldn't have this problem of of being at loggerheads. You just wonder here in Glasgow if we live in the past. You know, there's sixty thousand at Celtic at the games, fifty two thousand at Rangers. They're going to make it bigger, and yet, what's the how Rangers have been in a final in the last year and a half? two seasons ago we know that but for Celtic is it enough are they taking people for granted I know it's difficult the market is heated up so much all the Saudi money and um, yeah. the money from Middle East I know that normally you get players maybe on the way down not getting games in the Premier League in England who would come to Scotland for Champions yeah, League I think the you, money should, on offer, you should always yeah. engage with the fans and be honest with them these are the guys who turn up every week these are the guys that invest in their club it's their club they, they pay a lot of money to to watch home and away and there might be a bit of a disconnect at the moment but at all times you should be open and honest and upfront with them Gary where would you oh, strengthen see, the, see yeah. the problem you've got like, people want to see like 10 million pound signings it's the salaries that go with that 10 million pound what are the salaries for that would it be 100 I, I, grand I, I, I would, yeah roughly wow. if you're signing a player for 100 uh, sorry 10 million Shit. pound I would reckon it would be in that ballpark wow I mean, that's five million. And that is nowhere near in in Celtic's budget. Sure. And that would be reckless to do that. Gary, you know your football, you love your football. What would you do? If you were in charge at Celtic, and I can hear I hear what you said there, I think you're right. People need to stop going on about all these other issues, get in and support your football team at all the clubs. But what would you do if you were in charge? I would just, I think obviously we need to, I get what Brendan's saying, you know, we need to trim the squad a bit, down a bit kind of thing. And, and I think a lot of Celtic fans are taking that as, well, we're not really spending money for trimming the squad down, but you can't, you can't bring in five, six players in January yeah. and still keep the players that you've got that aren't playing. 
uh, game time that aren't getting game time. I, I just think I would get I'd get rid of the Deadwood for a start. Um, find out who Brendan Rodgers really fancies, whether that's down south, whether they cost money, whether they don't cost money, because we need to get over this line. If if we keep playing the way we're playing, we might as well deliver the trophy to Ibrox. The now, to be honest, Jim, because we're getting away with it. Uh, as I say, like you know, we drop points again at home, another draw, and thankfully Rangers uh, drop points on Sunday. And to be honest, like my mate texted me, and he was he was buzzing that Rangers had dropped points on Sunday, and I was like, I was more angry because we dropped points on Saturday. Because don't mind, obviously, if, I think if we'd won on the Saturday, I'm not sure if Rangers would have dropped points. Maybe they've took their eye off the ball. I don't know. I know one of my mates said that, that he felt that Clement kind of held on to the starting lineup too long. He didn't make the changes when he should have done. But as I say, I feel like we're getting away with it and I feel like we really need to get massive yeah. investment and proper quality for the Champions League okay. next wa- season, hopefully. We want to ask you something in a second. Barry, a goal for Galatasaray. Yeah, oh, honestly, I think the goalkeeper's got to do better there. Mm-hmm. He's got it to do better. Didn't trust his wall, did he? Yep. Tried to go over and cover it, and it's been it's been in the middle of the goal from Ziyech from Galatasaray. It means it's game on. They're back in yeah. it. Two one. A couple of things. I, I was surprised to see the the size of Celtic squad. I think what is it, thirty four, thirty five, yep. a first mm-hmm. team squad. Yep. Uh, but the problem you've got, these guys are still going to be in contract, yeah. and they're going to be in decent there, there, salaries. There, there must be work getting done to get other players out, yeah. get them on loan, mm-hmm. uh, get them sold. Uh, Check to see what level of interest there is, and whoever. sometimes you know, Andy, you've got, you get players that say, "I'm not going nowhere." Yeah, yeah, and that that happens, yeah, and I've sure. got no problem with any player, um, uh, you know, sure. honouring their contract. That's what every player should do to the best of their ability. But there does come a yeah. time if the message is uh, you're not going to play, then usually mm-hmm. good professionals want to go and play. You do wonder about the whole thing you know look at a Yeti in that contract I think West Ham probably couldn't believe yeah. the money paid for Listen, it Listen a Yeti yeah. Barca sure. Stuffy all those yeah. all those at, players at, didn't work At Rangers why was Lewis Ferguson not targeted why you know anyone could see that he I think Rangers are going to have some yeah. problems if the, the yeah. managers want to go and, and manipulate his squad and do a bit mm-hmm. of work I think he will need to trim the Rangers squad yeah. but the problem sure. is some of these new signings if it is going to be them they're on three and four year contracts. So Dynamite won't move them. They're not going to move and why would they? Gary, just before you go, what about Newcastle last night and is there any point? Is it is the game fair? The game's gone. Yeah. Honestly, like I've, I, we've, yeah. we've been saying we've been yeah. saying for long enough about VR and we've been complaining week in, week out about VR. It was brought in to help referees to make the better decisions, to, to clear up these mistakes and it's just making more and more. Yeah, I mean, you probably heard me to the station last night to be fair when, when the penalty was given I could not believe that it was given because it just felt like what is the point honestly you know are it, you looking forward to the sin bins Gary oh, like it's just another it's just another nonsense rule that we're going to come up with to, to take everybody's minds off of VR. I mean I, it felt very much like you're not allowed to beat the big boys of the Champions League last night that's what it felt like to me and listen, but it's still in our own hands, technically. You know, if we beat Milan, we only need a point from the Dortmund and PSG game and we're through to the last 16, which would be amazing. But yeah, as I say, just I'm still I'm still walking to work this morning. I was still scunnered. I was absolutely raging. Well, I want to share something. Andy, you saw Newcastle at the weekend. How good. Well, I did. Yeah. They, were, they were so impressed. I thought, I thought it was a really 
competitive mm. even first half 1-1 uh, at half time really enjoyed yeah. it and Chelsea were every bit as good as Newcastle mm. I couldn't believe the collapse from Chelsea who spent all this money and they, they uh, didn't give as much effort when they went 2-1 down there was a lack of leadership there was far too many yellow cards for petulance and dissent and they ended up losing their captain Rhys James but Newcastle were, were right up for it mm. Lewis Miley Barry, yeah. 17. Yeah, seen that. Playing in the middle of the park. What a, what a player. And, and Barry, can I mention Lee Veramento last yeah. night, who played so well, and he was obviously part of that. And just at the end. so but, impressed yeah. with, with Newcastle. What a job he's done there. Yeah. Um, Eddie. Yeah. Um, fantastic team. Brilliant atmosphere. I, 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 lucky enough, Andy, you were on loan at Newcastle. Yeah. But I've played there a, a number of times, and um, it's absolutely electric. You play in front of that crowd, but at this moment in time, they're. A brilliant team to watch. I, like, I love the boy up top, Isaac. Aye, love him. The well, you'll be game. glad to hear uh, John Carver was there with me and Crocs had a brief yeah. word with him before Who the was game. There watching? Well, I don't know if the Anthony Gordon thing is still alive for Scotland. Uh, Liveramento, of mm. course, I think, has got a Scottish yes. mother. Yep. So yep. Uh, there might be something like there. But, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, both of them played really well, especially... Anthony Gordon, he uh, he was electric. And I don't know why, but uh, Gary, I, I can't believe that the chairman, I think it was, and also Jamie Rubens, one of the um, owners, were saying the noise. There's not enough coming from the Geordies. We're all baffled <laughs> oh, by the, this. Oh, the noise was there on Saturday. Uh, well, even there, there, there's yeah, another. I, sorry, there, there's another player, Joe Linton. Yeah. Remember under Steve Bruce, yeah. he looked. I don't know what he was. A striker. He was struggling, he Aye. cost thirty million pound, he looked if he was on his way out. He's no. a great midfield player, Barry. Yeah. Unbelievable. Box box. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Gary. Uh, yeah, and just as as I say about the, the fans noise, I think obviously the, the plans are in place to get the fan zone uh, at where the stack is in the city. So that's that's gonna be uh, or just outside the strawberry rather it's it's gonna be a massive fan zone. So I think that's I think they're kinda of wanting the fans to turn up earlier than what they are. And I know there's been problems with the digital ticketing system to get fans into the ground. So I think maybe just a wee bit of communication between the, the fans groups like War Flags and, and the chairman and it'll be fine. But as I say, just to touch on the, the VR official for last night, mm-hmm. uh, Vietsovsky, he was meant to be the VR tonight for Sociedad uh, in Salzburg and he was been replaced this morning by UEFA. Yeah, which pretty much tells you all you need sure. to know and what about the referee who's rated as one of the best in the world anyway we're not Newcastle radio but uh, <laughs> I think the sense of injustice uh, was such that everyone is talking about it today first thing this morning uh, Gandolfi people were saying to me what, yep. about, what about that last night PSG against Newcastle did the big boys rule football they probably do and they probably always did over the years Rangers did, seen injustices do they rule football in Scotland do the big boys probably yeah. yes Rangers and Celtic yeah did, probably did more decisions. Oh, well, that's a... Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Well, what I would say is... Sorry, what does Gary think? Right. I'm speaking to yeah. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Gary? Uh, well, to be honest, you know, they, they certainly get penalty decisions that they maybe shouldn't get. Who? But... Uh, <laughs> no comment. Uh, <laughs> Come on, be honest, Gary. No, listen, I, I think both teams probably do get uh, penalties that they probably shouldn't get. Well, well, uh, Gary, quickly, what, what was your opinion on both the penalties at the weekend, Celtics and Rangers? Do you think they were penalties? I'll be honest, I'll be honest, I know that, that this whole 
tug of a jersey if it's a tug in a jersey in the box and it should be a penalty I think they were soft mm-hmm. I, I think I think you need to be stronger in that situation to be honest in both cases I, I just thought VAR would have done away with that but when you see them being given then the message message to every player is go on fill your boots get if your jersey if I feel somebody pulling me I'm going down yeah you're getting yeah, a penalty but, but should you is it enough the authorities shouldn't then give it but you can't blame the players going down I think that's what you I, were saying as well I, I certainly don't I, yeah. I've always been of, of that view that um, mm. I'm not interested in making the, the referee's job an easy one but I, I did think with Vark I mean you wouldn't get away with some of the stuff that anyway it's all change Gary did you <laughs> say that the game's gone the boss burst is that your headline <laughs> that's, that's it boss burst game's How's, gone how you getting on at the village he's still there yeah, yeah, still there. Tell, yeah. Saw Jamie, the boss, the other day, popped in. So maybe see you soon. You're everywhere. I have to be up and out early. Yeah. Jesus. Getting his, getting his hundred miles an hour. Getting the steps lifestyle. in. <laughs> no work being done, but hundred miles an hour. <laughs> Gary, listen. Thanks so much. Speak to you soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers. See you, Gary. Cheers. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go. It's the Go Radio Show with Global Eco Energy. Barry Ferguson, along with Andy Walker and Paul Cooney. Tomorrow night, John Hartson will be here, back from Rome. And also with me in the studio will be Stephen McGinn. Andy, I see Celtic, the whole, the directors, the manager, the players, at the Vatican today to meet Pope Francis I this morning. Highlighted the trip. And that, they, that would have been utterly amazing. If there's anyone I would like to meet in the world, it would yeah. be the Holy Father. And Francis, of course, a Argentinian. He loves his football, we believe. And yeah. they gave him a Francis on the back of his strip. Now, you've got a great story, and <laughs> others remember it as well. So Ireland met them, Barry, before well, the, uh, in, the, in the World Cup. It was the World Cup in 1990, and the Irish team were given an audience with the Pope, and my good friend Packy went to Pat meet Bonner. them. And of yeah. course, the Pope at that time was a goalkeeper himself. John Paul. The- and, yep. And of course... Um, Ireland did really well in the yeah. 1990 World Cup and eventually they met, I think it was Italy in the quarterfinals and the man of the tournament was Scalacci. Anyway, someone had a shot at goal when Ireland were playing and Paki spilled it and Scalacci put in the, the rebound and of course Ireland get beat. They're all distraught in the dressing room talking about it and of course Paki goes in for a shower and Jack Charlton said to Andy Townsend, Pope would have saved that. <laughs> he'd been a keeper Barry it was a good line wasn't it <laughs> I saw a few people saying that today about Celtic last night but uh, yeah Celtic disappointing in uh, Rome last night the fans again with a few people on saying they weren't treated well going into the ground last night uh, and that shouldn't happen we're hearing this too much always disappointing yeah. when you get uh, supporters who are paying good money and as you say just not treated well and uh, under attack sometimes Let's hear Brendan Rogers speaking last night about Champions League and is it a bridge too far or what's the point of Champions League for Celtic? Like I said, there's the group of players again that have gained more experience at the level. Um, they've shown that they that they can compete in, in in a lot of the games, but but we need to add quality. That's that's the the, the glaring thing uh, that, that stands out really within the squad and, and like I said if we can have get those players available that uh, they're on the sideline add to that then um, then like I said we, we can we can grow again and, and push forward I think it's important for us to be in this comp- 
competition, people will look at it and think, well, you've only had one point and, you know, you, you struggle. But it's still important for us as a club to, to be there to help players develop and grow and, uh, and keep looking to, uh, to, to achieve. So, uh, so, yeah, I think that they'll, they'll learn from it for sure. It's that old phrase, Andy, Barry, isn't it? We'll learn from it. And what, what, what do they learn? Well, you, you need to be at your very best. Uh, you do need yeah. a bit more quality. The players, I think some of the players are learning. I think Liam Scales is developing as a player. I think he's developing a relationship with Carter Vickers, who I think will also get better because he's had a a terrible time with injury and he's he, he still you still feel as though he's a bit rusty, maybe not at his best, but we saw over um certainly over last season he was very much a leader that uh, Celtic had, but Celtic had a sparkle about them last season that uh, has not been shown this time round. So uh, I think that's what the supporters are looking for. Barry, you're keeping an eye on Galatasaray 1, Man United 2, but was the ball in the back of the net a few moments yeah, ago? Yeah, offside. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was just half a yard offside, but um, Far got that one uh, correct. Real Madrid, Napoli tonight, isn't it? And of course, both of them were in Champions League in uh, Celtic and Rangers. Every time I hear year, Real yeah. Madrid, I think of Bellingham. Yeah. I think of the impact yeah. he's made there, and I think of just the absolute class mm. that he has shown since uh, since going to that club. He's been magnificent. He's just got everything you would want in a midfield. He'll still get better, by yeah. Him. He's going to get better. He's going to be the best. I have no doubt in my mind about that. He's he's athletic. He can handle the ball, pass, score, run, tackle can do everything that you would want in a modern day midfielder and he's went over there and ripped it up yeah. at totally. Real Madrid best ever he could be I think he, he could yeah. be mm. yep. and he strikes me as he is a level headed young man I've seen him do a few interviews and he's impressive when you listen to him speak Real Madrid have arrived at the ground. I'm just looking at Graham Hunter, the excellent Scottish uh, writer, broadcaster. <laughs> um, and he's saying that, yeah, that the coach has arrived. I don't know why I'm telling you that on Glasgow's radio station, <laughs> but there you are, there's the big news, the breaking news. Uh, Barry wants to ask you, what was, tell yeah. us about your special goal. We're talking about Garnacho and. Yeah, you know, I was wondering yeah. when you were going to bring that back. Exactly, up. I haven't I'm forgotten. Sure 33 yeah. minutes. Oh, thank you. Sorry yeah. about that. It, was, yeah. it wasn't for still think it's the captain. It was, a, it was an overhead <laughs> kick for Motherwell. So right. yeah. nobody will remember that. No cameras there. But um, Who are you playing you, against? Uh, Airdrie. Right, okay. And uh, a good Lanarkshire derby. So, um, uh, yeah, you remember mm. all your goals, but uh, that one last week was. Absolutely sensational. The technique and the the athleticism, the agility of it, and the fact that he caught it right on his his uh, his instep. But no, they're they're talking about the best overhead kick ever. Yeah. If I had to choose one, it would be Gareth Bale's, just because it was in the Champions League and it was a winner. Yeah, Barry, best one you've ever seen. Well, for the pressure, Andy makes a good yeah. point. Champions League final, um, but. I mean, watching that, and obviously Sky had it on. You had his and Rooney's. Yeah. And Rooney's. I mean, that that's Man U against Man City. Aye, it's I mean, a big game. It's a massive game. I'm not saying Everton against Man United is no, not sure. a big game, but um, it's hard to say what one. I, I would still go probably with Rooney. Would you? Would yeah. you? The mm. other one that sticks out in my mind is Trevor Sinkers for QPR. Yeah, I remember that yeah. one. I can't remember who they were playing, but it was outrageous because it was outside the box and it, and it went in 
with a remarkable pace high into the net. It just looks fantastic. Uh, we can ask John Hartson to work because he was at John's uh, lunch on Friday. He must have had one he? or two of them. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> we'll ask John tomorrow night. Barry, did you, you ever look at the agility do no, that? No, I don't. It wasn't his game. I thought that was. See, that's his wicked sense of. Honestly, I said to him, you know, a few months ago. So who's going to win this one then? You know, Inverness <laughs> against Partick. He goes, uh, I think this will uh, win. Honestly, uh, I, I was on the show that night. I know you. I, yeah, you were there. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you something. Hey, did you score anything like that? No, no, no. Spectacular, no. wasn't? No, no. You'd have scored a few from outside the ball. Yeah, yeah, ones. yeah. yeah I've, I've scored. Uh, I don't, how many goals in my career? Sixty odd mm. goals, I think it was. Barry, um, I was a few short, yeah. a couple of hundred, but I could count on one hand the amount I scored outside the box. Really? Yeah, I you think were a real literally, player, yeah. literally five or six outside the box. I'm just throwing this at you in the record today, front page. So I see somebody we know well and respect, Archer McPherson in the front page, and he's calling for a ban on heading the ball worldwide. Do it for an experiment, and he re references the fact that um, you know when the late great Billy McNeil didn't recognise him, and you know among uh, Billy's last uh, months, and he got a real shock. So uh, Archie is saying maybe you know we should is it try it just now? Is it in kids football just now? There's a man currently under, in kids football under twelve. Under twelve, yeah, and yeah, I think the more the more information, the more knowledge you have, it's got to be for the the betterment. Even as a parent, do you want to put your child into a football environment where possibly heading is uh, is going to be allowed? Honestly, Paul, if you had told me that you're three, four, five times more likely to get um, dementia as a footballer, yeah. I would still have chosen. Uh, that path because just that lifestyle I, I, I loved it every day never mind the, the games that you play uh, I think we the lifestyle the lifestyle also affords you the ability to maybe be less inclined to have mm. some heart diseases uh, some other forms of, of cancer but it is clearly very worrying when as a footballer you're, you're told you're three and a half times more likely because of the the training regime that, you, uh, regime that you had. And that's why I, I'm absolutely behind it. It should be recognised as a, an industrial injury. Research by Glasgow University expert who's been on this station many times, Willie Stewart. He found, as you've mentioned, Andy, ex-pros are three and a half times more likely to die of neurodegenerative brain disease due to heading the ball. I remember we spoke about it last year and it's really personal because you two mm -hmm. played and he used a striker but Barry, I mean we all only ever played amateur but everyone did it was such a part of the game. Well, I, we, we sometimes spent maybe half a training session on yeah. heading, heading practice. Yeah. No matter yeah. if you were a mm -hmm. defender, centre forward, yeah. midfielder, fullback, we would do some sessions on um, defending certainly with the head. Mm -hmm. Well, Billy was a family friend, so I obviously knew him when he was, you know, 100%, and then you followed him through his illness and uh, went up to visit him a, a couple of times when he could still um, recognise you, yeah. but he was still very slow. Uh, you went up and had a cup of tea with him uh, near where he lived, and you, you were just giving Liz a, yeah. you know, an hour or two to, to herself. Respect, um, yeah. But... I mean, that was that was someone who played football all his life. Mm -hmm. Headed football was a big part of his game. I mean, my my mum, my mother-in-law got dementia. Nowhere yeah. couldn't have been further away from any of football. Course. So yeah. um, it's just a it's one of those horrible. Mm -hmm. 
diseases that uh, it's a tragedy when anyone's involved in it. Good on Archie coming out about this today. There's a few pages in the records, really good journalism. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he references yeah, Archie's that. Yeah, has got a lot of good oh, things to say. I mean, he's, he's of an age himself and when he sees others, it's, I mean... I think thankfully he's 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 got every faculty mm. still still going. So uh, he is a national treasure. Uh, he, he is, isn't he? He keeps telling me he's the greatest living Scotsman. Uh, Scotsman. Does he say that? Shreds away. He screams himself as the yeah. greatest living Remember Scotsman. Remember his old sheepskin. Yeah, I've still got one. <laughs> <laughs> no, still wear yours. Uh, I, we got one of the ones. We was on the radio with us for a while when the BBC um, said Shiri after aye. the nineteen ninety World Cup. First call he got was from me. We got him on. Um, so. Yeah, I had a somewhere. lot of good yeah. uh, times with them uh, with STV uh-huh. doing Champions yeah. League stuff when Celtic Rangers were, yeah. you know, Celtic Tuesday night, Rangers Wednesday night, and we were we were doing those games. It was great. Do you know what came up yesterday? I saw the picture of John Gregg, greatest ever Ranger. Yeah, I seen that. CBE. The CBE commander yeah. of the British Empire, which is brilliant. I'll tell you what I said last night in the program. We talked about it. Why is he not Sir John Gregg? And I said, did say last night. Why was Billy not Sir Billy McNeil? So John Gregg, um, greatest ever Ranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and what he's done for football and look at the gentleman that he is I know he's from Edinburgh and we used to laugh about that well not when he was managing but later on he was a great great. he is a great man yeah John Gregg is yeah he, so, he, he was part of um, Dick's he wasn't yeah. part of his coaching staff he was like a kind of player, player liaison type guy he was and they have somebody like that round about the yeah. training ground and obviously going away to games in the hotel and guys obviously tapping into his knowledge yeah. How many games he played with Rangers? No, he's and he's still round about Rangers. Yeah, he's still he's looking well. I I still saw him often when we were doing games for for Sky, covering the the live games. Mm. You'd see him, you know, we are there three hours before kick off. Yeah. He's always always mulling around and always loved having a, a bit of chat with uh, Ian Crocker about uh, games from yeah. from way back when. And when you think about it, Sir Matt Busby, Bell's Hill's own, was so yeah. proud he became. Sir Matt Busby, okay, and he should have. Um, Sir Bob Kelly the, is, was the Celtic chairman, and he got it, so Celtic did get. But Jockstein should have been should have been knighted, and at, and at Rangers, John Gregg, it's Sir just Kenny, Sir Kenny, Sir Kenny later on, of course, Sir yeah, Alex. but mainly you know Liverpool and what he did at Man United and yeah. Alex Case. Anyway, maybe it doesn't matter these days. But I was thinking about it. I was like John Gregg gets goes from MBE up to CBE later on, but all these years later, I've no um, idea how these things work. Yeah. Barry, you've got the MBE and proud of it as well. Yeah, yeah. for work for uh, with football and charity. Um, got it back in two thousand and seven. Raised a lot of money for yeah, charity through the Rangers Charity Foundation yeah, when I was at Rangers sure. at that time. So yeah, we raised a hell of a lot of money for some brilliant charities. Barry Ferguson, MBE. I'm nowhere near that. Don't ask me how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Quick break and then we're back. No changes. It's halftime. Galatasaray 1, Man United 2. Funnily enough, the score didn't change, Paul, during the break. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go. More traffic and travel in the breakfast show with Crofty and Grado and Rochelle tomorrow morning. I like tickety-boo. Tickety-boo. like that. Tickety boot, my old boss used to say, Alex, tickety boot to people. About, yeah. Not a phrase you hear too often, thankfully. I know Billy Conley's yeah. company. Is that right? It is. He's got some yeah. tickety boot. He has, well done. Sir Billy was, what, 81 the other day? You're on this, aren't my, you, sir? My, my goodness. Sir, I, I is seem it to Sir be. Billy? Yeah, is uh, it Sir Billy? It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Sir Rod, of course, came in. No, yeah, we'll just leave that one and yeah. see at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's sending a few uh, memes, is it? 
about Sir Rod when he came in the other day to Celtic Park. Anyway, we'll stick to the football now. Any other campaigns to go on? But Archie McPherson, absolutely right. Quite a few people coming on the socials. You must there, bump into him. I see him around Bodwell yep. occasionally. I yep. bumped into yep. him a number of times. Um, and Bodwell when he's been having a, a, a share bit or two. Um, yeah, but not of late. Not not the no, last no. couple of years. More of coffee in at Russell for him. Right. So let's hear from <laughs> Philippe Clement talking uh, about Rangers and his European ambitions. Yeah, I want ambitious people here in the building. Uh, I want to create winners, and winners are for me people who always want to win. Not one competition or two, but they want to win everything they do. They want to win in every training. So I cannot put uh, priorities into one competition because then I don't create winners. So that's the thing for tomorrow. Next game, going full, and knowing if you can win that, you, you make a really big step because you can play in Europe uh, after January. It's an important thing for the club, for the players also. Everybody likes to play in Europe with all the attention and all Europe watching these games. Of course, for careers of players, it's a good thing also. As a club, it's also important to, to make good uh, European results because it gives statue to, to your club. So it's an important evening. Barry, what are you thinking for tomorrow night? What kind of lineup is it going to be for Rangers? Um, I, th- I think there'll be, again, similar to what he's done over the, the period that he's been here the last five weeks. He will make two or three changes maximum. Um, but I, I don't see any problems, Paul, and I'm not being disrespectful to Aris Limassol, but... What I've seen of them, um, I've not been impressed. Rangers are at home. Look, I know they dropped a couple of points at the weekend, but I thought for 75 minutes they were really good. So, yeah, I think they'll win pretty convincingly. And it's important as a club they go into uh, European football after Christmas because that gets extra money into the club and hopefully that will finance the manager if he wants to do um, some business uh, come January I don't think Celtic will mind either Celtic have no mm. European football after yep. Christmas Rangers probably will have and um, it's more demanding when you've got uh, more football to play for sure when, when, you, when it's yep. such a big title to win mm. because Champions League is more money in next season so Fuentes is he in then instead of Ryan Jack tomorrow I, I think he'll yep. start again because obviously Raskin it's still out, Ryan Jack obviously missed the weekend's game um, against Aberdeen, so I would fully expect um, Sifuentes to play in beside uh, John Lundstrom. Will he throw in the new, it's not a new signing, but a new three and a half year deal? Ross McCausland will be on from the start. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised, Paul. Yeah. As I said, he's, he's impressed me in his cameo appearances. I thought his first start against Livingston, which is a tough place to go at times yeah. on the artificial surface. I thought the young man was excellent for 70 minutes. And um, I would have no problems with young Ross McCausland starting the game because, as I said, he brings a, an energy to the team and he's really positive. When they receives that ball, the first thing in his mind is, I'm going to attack the fullback. Who's up front? Danilo and... Danilo, yeah. And who else? What, what was your your team, basically? Oh, your team. I'll go Sima, Danilo, um, and I'll go young McCausland. There right. you go. Yeah. Andy? Maybe Matondo, just the pace that he showed when he came on at the weekend, mm. maybe got a start. The fact that you know pace is such a, an important part. Rangers have got that now. Sima has shown um, a bit of quality, but I would agree with Barry in so much as uh, Danilo, who seems to be the, the absolute recognised number one striker. And I think that's a good thing. 
Mm. You know, you want your number one striker, you want him scoring goals regularly, of course, but you want him to look dangerous and uh, score regularly. Is we a bit more from the manager? I don't want that they think about that, about the last game, because it always can create some negativity in your head. No, I want that they continue what they've been doing until now. In a lot of moments, really good. In Aberdeen, the first 15 minutes, not good. And we've been, we had a really good meeting around that. The things that went wrong and the things that went well, the 75 minutes later on. And what's the difference? So that's a new lesson um, for all the group, not only the players who are on the pitch. And like this, we, we will make our, our story stronger and stronger the next couple of weeks and for sure the next couple of months. And, and that's a normal way in a football club. So the game tomorrow at 8 o'clock kickoff, I think, isn't it? At Ibrox, Rangers against Aris Limassol. Any change? We've kicked off in the second half, Barry. Galatasaray, Man United. Oh, no, you looked at me. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's 7.45 or 8 o'clock. Okay, That's terrible. Yeah. I think that it, is terrible. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's 8 o'clock tomorrow. Um, uh, James will tell me. Exactly. Thank you. Um, somebody's been on saying um, that was the 50th cap last night in Europe. Champions League for Joe Hart, Andy. Um, and that's an amazing, he's the first English, I think probably the first British player then to get 50. Yeah, he's done it so often for, for City. And, um, you know, I think he's been a really good goalkeeper for Celtic. But it does seem as though Brendan Rodgers is going to bring in uh, another option. Segrist is well out of the picture. And I don't think there's many Celtic fans that would regard Scott Bain as, as a, you know, a recognised number one. Back in the Premiership last night, it was strange, wasn't it? There were games on, uh, but it was a good night for Ross County. They got the win, 1-0 against St Mirren. So from Ross County, New manager start. bounce, yep. got a draw at the weekend. He's got a win uh, last night and he's given them a bit of breathing space down at the bottom. You're looking at, you know, Livingston and Motherwell. I mean, look at Motherwell, who everyone thought would lose by a decent amount of goals against uh, Celtic. When I saw them a few weeks ago, against Aberdeen, Paul, when they lost four, could have yeah. lost six or seven, I thought. That's a team that are really struggling, but that's the type of result that gives all the players uh, a bit of a lift. I worry, though, for St Mirren. When I say a worry, disappointment last night. Or by, yeah, you I think? was surprised. I, th I thought they would have up there and got at least a point from the game, um, but Derek Adams has got to be satisfied. That's two games in, in four days. He's took four points. Um I'm sure Stephen Robinson will not be happy with, with coming back down to Paisley uh, without anything in the bag. Yeah, three defeats in five games, mm. which is... Uh, I, I still think they'll be they'll be fine. Yeah. I, I, I still think six. they'll finish in the top six. Big game for Aberdeen at the weekend. I mean, they're yeah. down, well down in the, the bottom half. They go to Easter yeah, Road where, mm. you know, Hibs had a really good result up at Dundee. I think it just tells you there's not a great deal to choose. I, I think you've got Celtic Rangers who are apart from everyone else after that you've got St Mirren who've amassed a tremendous amount of points at this stage I think Aberdeen will come good Hibs and Hearts after that it's any, anyone could get sucked into a bit of trouble you should take that as your game if I were you I'd go to Hibs Aberdeen I will where, where are you for Sky that's exactly where I'm you are I'm running that on Sunday yeah. Yeah. Um, the 12 o'clock kick off on Sunday is St Johnson against Celtic so that's the live game and then Rangers St Mirren at 3 on Saturday Kilmarnock against Hearts Livingston, Ross County, as you mentioned, and Motherwell against Dundee. St Johnson got a point at uh, Celtic Park earlier this yeah, season. I, I saw right. them up at Aberdeen. Yeah. They got a point there as well. They couldn't do it again, could they? 
Barry, what do you think? I mean, we'll talk later. I'm not going to ask you your prediction just now. But Andy's but, asking you could sell Yeah, uh, well, they, they get beat at the weekend, didn't they? 1-0 from, from Hearts. Yeah. Uh, no, I, no, no, I, I, I'll be honest, I, I can't see it. that. Not no. having it. <laughs> Dunfermline, a big Three win. Three points for Celtic. The misery continues for the Red Lichties. Dunfermline 3 are both nil. Last night, um, good win for the Ackies last night as well. Yeah, 2-1 down it? at Annan. Yeah, they yep, needed it. And Falkirk slipped up. Slipped I up. saw nil, nil. a former Hamilton man last night at the Hull game. Spoke to Greg Doherty, who's just getting back from from uh, a knee injury, I think it was. Ex-Rangers. He's ex-Rangers as well. Uh, started at uh, Hamilton, of course. And really nice lad. Just desperate to get back fit as any, as any player uh, would be. But he's... He's in a decent squad there. Hull are, Hull are a good side and uh, they're in the, the playoff spot now. What do you make of Tam McManus today in the record saying Cantwell, Vargas and Sockler should each get two game bans for diving? Do you think that would stop Absolute, diving? Absolute nonsense. Nonsense? Why? Because no, it's a yellow card offence if you're found guilty. So just leave it Why would you go? Okay. Barry? It's a fair dive. And then you've got to have a definition of what is a dive. What is simulation? Yeah, a book is enough. Yellow card, got on, mate. See, when you were winning titles, Barry, and playing, he was being quizzed every Saturday about, what well, is that a dive and why not dive and why should well? And you always said, well, if there's contact... Then... I, I'll be honest, I, yeah. when I was inside the 18-yard box, have I felt any contact from my, my opponent? You, I was, I was you, going down. You wanted to put pressure on a referee. Mm. When I played with Celtic, there was... Tens of thousands of fans who, if I went down, they would be screaming for a penalty. Yeah. And sometimes I got it. Some, most of the time I didn't. I've got to be say. Uh, I've got to say. But I've got no problem with someone trying to to win a foul. I just thought we would have done away with this um, uh, idea that you could throw yourself down in the box and, and and get a penalty. But it seems as though you still can because the the Celtic one at the weekend, uh, the Rangers one. I just thought they were soft and not enough to overturn the, the the referee on the pitch. So final word from Brendan Rodgers after last night. Celtic all but going out of Europe. They've got one more game, of course, against Feyenoord. Like as you said, there's the group of players again that have gained more experience at the level. Um, they've shown that they that they can compete in in, in a lot of the games. But we need to add quality. That's that's the the, the glaring thing uh, that, that stands out really within the squad. And, and like I said, if we can have get those players available that uh, they're on the sideline, add to that, then um, then like I said, we, we can we can grow again and and push forward. I think it's important for us to be in this competition. People will look at it and think, well, you've only had one point and. You know, you you struggle, but it's still important for us as a club to to be there to help players develop and grow, and uh, and keep looking to uh, to to achieve. So uh, so yeah, I think that they'll they'll learn from it for sure. So Celtic just about out of the Champions League for another year, or will it be longer? Who's going to win the title, which is worth more money than ever because there's more money in the Champions League next season? Rangers thinking about tomorrow night. Aris Limassol, eight o'clock, Barry. Yep, eight o'clock. Yep, you. checked. It's not often I can keep you right. Um, yeah, let's hear Philippe Camon. What's he saying about the opposition? Although actually, probably I know he's paying respect to them, Barry. We're just about out of time. So, what do you reckon tomorrow night? I, I reckon Rangers by three or four goals. Andy, 
if they have the same amount of possession yeah. as they had at the weekend, just that cutting edge. And that's what I was mentioning earlier about Danilo. You want people to be scoring regularly and uh, it looks as though he's been given the shirt to be the the recognised number one striker. I think he's got the ability. I think he can I think he can step up a bit more. You'll enjoy tomorrow night, Barry, I would imagine. Fifty thousand. We always say it, European nights in Glasgow. Yeah, under the lights. Yeah. Listen, they're, they're special nights, Paul. There'll be a, a brilliant atmosphere and the Rangers fans will go to Ibrooks expecting um nothing but three points. Thanks to everyone who called in tonight. Thank you, Barry. Thank Thanks, you, Paul. Cheers, Paul. Tomorrow night, Big John and Stephen McGinn will join us at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.